today during Rated RPG. This is stupid. I'm I'm done. This isn't Dungeons and Dragons. This is just a bunch of men goofing around. (laughs) Yeah, how's that different? (laughs) Welcome, lizard folk and gnomes, bugbears, and bards (laughs) to Rated RPG, the actual play show slash podcast where we play Dungeons & Dragons Baldur's Gate Descent into Avernus. You guys could just climb into any one of the coffins that you've ransacked and just just call it a day. Maybe one of them has an anti-mummy in it. See, like a living cleric? Is that what you... Yeah, I guess that's what (laughs) it would be. One of them's got Brendan Fraser in it. Okay. You explore much of the rest of the catacombs and you eventually stumble across a very large open chamber and this chamber is just filled with people oh yeah hey, hey everybody we're here the gorgeous phoenix brigade has come to rescue you <laughs> he, he thinks in his head <laughs> I guess it's too late. Aslo introduced us. <laughs> so these are not these are not bad guys. Okay, these are these are just commoners. As you sort of walk into this room and you sort of like can hear the low sort of mumbling of like a hundred people trying to be quiet but not you know succeeding. You hear like occasional coughs and like the feelings of people adjusting themselves and whatnot, sort of echoing over this whole chamber. You can tell that they're really trying to be quiet to not attract attention to themselves. And a person sort of stands up and and walks towards you hurriedly, like really nervous and somewhat potentially scared of you. You can tell that it is a human female, human woman, and she walks up to you quickly and she says, Who are you? What are you doing here? A gorgeous Phoenix Brigade? Here to save you? Uh, She has gray hair matted with sweat, and in one of her arms, she clutches a leather-bound tome. In the other hand, she's holding a mace, which, Glubjeg, you look at, and you're an experienced sort of like mercenary and soldier, so you've seen a lot of weapons in your life. This is a ceremonial weapon. You think if she were to strike anything harder than a pillow, it would probably just shatter. We need the help of some high-level clerics. Uh, oh, come in here quickly. Uh, we need to we need to get away from this entrance. We don't want to attract any attention. So she leads you sort of deeper into this area with all these people. And you why notice, do you look like a devil? Why do I look like a devil? <laughs> uh, are you talking about my 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 icon, my token icon? <laughs> yes, that's right. I don't know. That's really. It's really strange. I, I don't know. That's the default token <laughs> for her. It's not It's not a secret. Trust me. I swear. Okay. Make an insight check. Is it just him or everybody? <clears throat> well, uh, everybody can go ahead and do it. 11, 5. 25. 25. <clears throat> nice. That's the stuff. There you go. All right, so Bobby's a little suspicious. Same with Brad, maybe a little bit suspicious. But uh, Jason, you can tell that this person is genuine is genuinely afraid of you guys, and 
the sort of like oddities of her behavior, the defensiveness, you know, all that kind of stuff is simply because she's just afraid. Uh, it's not because she's like a demon or devil, like in disguise. Okay. I say to her, we, we are not here to harm you. We are looking for Alter Raven Guard, and uh, we're trying to restore El Torel uh, and, and, and save you all if we can. Um, we, we are not going to hurt you. Uh, my little friend, uh, Race, and I both have been, uh, we've both been, uh, we have the disease uh, Mummy Rot and the Curse, and we need your help. <laughs> She she looks at race and she says, uh, "May may I see y- your injuries?" Yes, please. yeah, but I I can't come I can't come closer to you. See, right, so hold on, you'll hold have... on. Uh, wait, no, hold on. I'll uh, here just uh, maneuver around this uh, this this whatever this is. Or you go you go right, and I'll come down and take care. Of... Okay, there we go. Wait, you have to take race with you. There He's you go. covered. Yeah. Do, do we need to take Race's clothes off for you, ma'am? That shouldn't be necessary, no. Okay. She she looks at Race and the, the big sort of like black bruise that he has on his arm where the mummy hit him and the sort of like corruption, the like veiny black sort of stain that appears to be creeping up through his veins and capillaries. And she says, oh dear, this is, this is bad. Uh, this is definitely mummy rot. You're right. Uh... I, I think I have something stashed away that can that can save him. And she sort of shuffles away towards the back of the room, where she has a smallish altar, and she sort of reaches behind it and pulls out like a pile of books and scrolls. She sort of like sifts through them until she finds one, and brings it over to you. And she says, "I, I only have one of these, but I, I think it should it should cure him." And she looks over at you, Coslo, and she sees that you have something similar going on with you. And she says, but this, this can only cure one of you. It can't cure both. You cure him. I have more time. He has less time than I do. I will find another way for me. Okay. Uh, then, all right, I'll do it right now. And uh, she begins to read the words on the scroll. Basically reads much like a prayer to Lathander, the morning lord. When she finishes reading the scroll, the runes written on it begin to glow brightly, and she touches race right where the wound is. And the scroll burns away into dust. The magic sort of like enters into her body, goes through her fingertips and into race. Suddenly, race, your eyes open, and the corruption that has had taken hold of your body is no more. Hey, little buddy. What about this? Welcome back. Oh my god. I hope I wasn't. I just feel like I was thrown on a bunch of dumb shit for about 30 minutes there. What? What happened? Like I was. I heard like a piano and there was a fist. Whew. Well, you you kind of. You were kind of in a rotted coma, and we were trying to save you. Hey, Race, how's it going? I'm over here. I can't get any oh, closer. I'm, I'm go over. Can't you get any closer? Uh, he's got a, sh- a sword that doesn't like my shield. They don't get along. 
You got a, another temperamental item? What happened, guys? <laughs> well, we tried a variety of ways to bring you back, and unfortunately, we ended up only being able to fix one of you guys, so I guess you're going to have to make a deal with my uh, evil shield now, Kozlo. No, no, no. I, I have a question, though, uh, for the DM. Did she use remove curse or what? So you can make a uh, arcana check with advantage. Okay. Actually, wait. Remove curse can is I... not on the druid list. So, well, no, I just ruined I, it for can, you. Can I ask um, her what she did? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, you try to figure it out just by like listening to it. That would be an arcana check. If you want to just yeah. skip that, then you can ask her what it was. Yeah. And she yeah, says remove curse. Okay, then I'm going to cast Lesser Restoration on him to remove the condition of diseased. So you cast that on him, and race you feel even better. Ooh, oh, my goodness. That was the best snap I've ever had. <laughs> Hand him the, the greater healing potion that we had, that we took. Come on. Have a oh, man, you know, I was like a good shot. <laughs> she, she says, uh, if, if you need rest... We have plenty of places here to rest. We can we can get a bed set up for you, and you all look incredibly tired. So so please come and rest here and and heal up. I have a, what, I have a, what 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 should we do about our our druid friend here? Well, unfortunately, his condition can't be cured with simply rest. We will need to find another way to remove his curse. But I don't have anything in my possession and. You said you were looking for Alder Ravengarb, right? Yes. Well, uh, unfortunately, he's not here, and he... Uh, well, he went with a group of men uh, to the nearby cemetery to investigate why there was a sudden surge in undead pouring out of it. We were expecting him back hours ago, and he hasn't returned, so we're starting to fear the worst. What's your position in this church? I'm, I'm but a simple acolyte. Honestly, this is my my first day working here. Was when this all went down. <laughs> Do you know internship? Am I right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It really. Uh, was. Do you know who that lady in the other room is? The lady in the other room. The preserved preserved lady. Uh yes. Uh, that that's the uh, the unknown hero. Yes. Well, I mean, I don't. I don't know who she is because that's, you know, that's the whole thing with her. But yeah, I know what she did. <laughs> well, do you know anything about that sword she she used to have? Uh, I I only know the story that uh, she she slew a demon with it. Some say she was possessed by Torm himself. But as soon as uh, she was done with her mighty deed and saved her village, she fell down dead. So yes. Uh, Oh, you hear that, Glubjag? Sure you want to keep using that sword? I'm not so sure anymore. <laughs> the sword itself <laughs> is non-magical, but it remains a strong symbol of Torm's power. And loyalty, as well as self-sacrifice. What? Is there a reason that something evil would still be afraid of it? Well, it is a strong symbol of loyalty and self-sacrifice, which is, those are things that, you know, evil creatures don't typically value and tend to be in opposition of them. 
Plus, it seems a little desecrate to take it, don't you think, Kozlo? Uh, maybe, you know, I, I think maybe... <laughs> well, yeah, you shouldn't take it. That's... Yeah, you shouldn't probably. Yeah, see? Yeah, uh, yeah. See, you a, can't I'll... have... You're looking at double standards here, Kozlo. All right, give me the sword, I'll take it back. <laughs> Wait, you took the sword? <laughs> We borrowed it because the shield didn't like it, and uh, I think Grubjig thought that was funny. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> I also thought maybe uh, it might help us uh, in our fights with uh, the evil down here. Well, there. My name is Faria Jinx. She holds out her hand. <laughs> it is a pleasure to meet all of you. You. Uh, what would you say your name was? The G Glorious Phoenix Bunch? <laughs> the Phoenix close. Brigade! <laughs> but you were close. You ballpark it. Well, please rest up. And if you, if you want to go after Lord Ravenguard, please don't do so until you're fully healed. I would, I would hate for you to, to go after him and then just meet, uh, 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 meet your own death. How do we get to this cemetery? She uh, she walks over here past this this basin that is just filled with water. And as you guys sort of look into the basin, you realize that this most likely is holy water. And she reaches down to a little lever that is cleverly disguised at the base of this basin. And the whole basin sort of shifts and slides over to reveal another staircase going down. She says, this leads to a secret tunnel that heads out of the cathedral. This is going to be our last resort if we need to flee this place, which hopefully we never do. But this is how Lord Ravengard goes in and out of this place. The secret tunnel leads to an area very close to the cemetery. You really can't miss it. Just look for the large iron gates. Well, thank you. Thanks for trusting us after a minute of conversation. <laughs> well, you're not a devil or a demon, so. So I'm just happy trying to, to help you. our friends. So she knows we're cool because we're, uh, you know, we like our friends. Yeah. Thank you for trusting me. <laughs> yeah, I I'm going to go take that sword back now. I could have so cast a scroll of disintegrate on your friend. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for not turning me to dust faster, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> that is one way to get rid of Mumbrot. It's true. Beat him to the punch. Hey, Shield, um, do you like this holy water? I don't... I don't like it, but I don't not like it. Doesn't bug you or anything? Yeah. What do you think about, uh, you know, the fact that Kozlo's gonna have to eventually make a deal with you to live? <laughs> I think that he's a fool and should make the deal sooner rather than later. Well, I'll keep working on him, but uh, I don't know. He's kind of Oswald, stubborn. Why didn't you? Why didn't you save yourself, pal? I was already dead to rights. Why did you bring me back? <laughs> because you, you, you are my sunshine. You are my 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 <laughs> and my hope. But you are also my love. So I <laughs> the slash fic we needed, yes. What happens when skies are gray? What does he do for you? 
He brings me sunshine when he's uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I could not go on living uh, by my uh, with myself if I would that. That is not how Torm uh, works, you see. Chad is calling for you guys to kiss. <laughs> Perfect. I, I, I'm gonna wait until the mommy rod's gone. You know, I don't like you know. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. You don't want to catch it a second time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but maybe I'm immune the second time. It's like chicken pox. Maybe. I don't know. So I just stealthily took the sword back, okay. hopefully without a dabi, uh, a ba ba noticing me. Ba-da-ba. So, thinking he might still think I have the sword, I'm just gonna run at him right now. <laughs> hey, what are you doing? Hey, stay Tell the hell away! What are you doing? Tell him to get away. Hey, buddy! Hey, the bobby! Do you do you rush him for real? <laughs> yes, I do. Oh man! All right. Oh no! Oh no! No. Well, he put the sword back. Yes, but I need to roll to see if the sword noticed that or not. The shield so, or the shield? Yeah. So let's make a perception check. Uh, why don't you roll it, Aaron? <laughs> Sweet Jesus! Fried. It has its own oh. perception bonus. Uh, I just roll my perception. Yeah, just just roll a d20, actually. Uh, luckily, I have a terrible... Uh, I'll just roll a d20. Right. <laughs> a nine plus its, its perception bonus. Okay, so I would say that you... Globjack, you should make some sort of a, a check here, an opposed check, to determine how well you hid the fact that you don't have the sword on you. You know, and it it is a great sword, so it's kind of large and, and easy to notice. Right. So I'm gonna give you. Dis- I'm also large. That's true. You are. And um, I had I had it sheathed on my back too. That is true. <laughs> so make a is sleight of hand in fifth edition. I always forget if that's a thing. Yes. It is. Okay. Make a sleight of hand check. That's the one. one. <laughs> 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 All right, so that's perfect. Yeah, unfortunately, you didn't do a very good job of covering up the fact that you don't have this great sword. The shield doesn't react as you charge to Bobby. <laughs> I was just messing with your shield. <laughs> his oh, his oh, antics uh, do not amuse me. Yeah, I know. I, I apologize. I didn't think that was very funny either. I'm sorry. <laughs> Seems like that could have been super deadly. Globjack, you should be more careful. You don't want to piss this shield off, you know? Well, you know, we gotta blow off some steam, or else we get what we always called, uh, war tremors. (laughs) Alright, well, you know, blowing off steam is is one thing, but getting your head blown off is another, so you should probably be more careful. Dababi, by the Uh, way, the the shield kind of sort of talks to you and, and makes you feel... You get the feeling that in a room full of a bunch of innocent people, you're really glad that the shield noticed that he didn't have the sword on him anymore. Uh, uh, the shield just mentioned that, uh, you know, if if, uh, if you had had the sword, uh, probably everybody in this room would be dead right now, so. Well, it probably would have been worth Frank. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Commit man. to the bit. Hell yeah. <laughs> Commit to the bit. <laughs> 
Oh boy! All right, so you guys. Well, he, uh, can, he can tell you didn't have the sword because you had both of your hands out and you were waving them. <laughs> so you guys do a long rest as you sort of prepare for the next leg of your journey, and you guys level up to level six. I have the power. I'm level six. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. So uh, they've already leveled up the characters, so we don't have to waste any time doing that. However, I think every time anybody levels up, we should always talk about the cool new stuff that you got at this level, because that's the best part. Always getting new stuff. Oh, yeah. So who wants to go first? All right. So I am deciding to take a second level as a monk, because honestly, Torm has been uh, very central to Coslo recently. And uh, I think maintaining and growing as a monk, especially being in hell, is something that, that Kozlo would, would do. So as part of that, picked up some extra hit points, of course. And I now have access to my key points as mm. a monk. I get two key points at this level, and it allows me to take an extra unarmed strike, two unarmed strikes as a bonus action in combat. I can spend those key points for that. I can spend the key points to use dodge as a bonus action on my turn or disengage or dash, mm -hmm. uh, double my jump for that turn. My speed increases automatically now by 10 feet. Nice. Uh, that's cool. And I can make any weapon that is a martial or a, a simple weapon into a dedicated monk weapon for the purposes of my attacks. So that's pretty much it for me. I've got those two key points. I just want to point out that you can totally take that great sword and make that a monk weapon. That's pretty hilarious. Oh, interesting. All right, cool stuff, Jason. Who wants to go next? Ooh, at level six, I have now got what I think I'm going to use a lot of called animating performance. It's a part of my college. Uh, basically, I can take a large or small item within 30 feet of me, and I can make that bitch dance like you've never seen, like it's a ballerina. It gets 18 strength. It gets like 40 HP at the very least for right now. And <laughs> also, any uh, thing within 10 feet of me, I can reduce its speed or movement by 10, or I can add 10 to it, so that's crazy. On top of that, I now have Dispel Magic. I'm just going hard debuffs in that ass. It's going to be great. Nice. Yeah, dude. The fact that Creation Bard's a level six, you basically get animate objects, but like a like a, like a a weaker version of it. But it's still, the, the potential for it is crazy, especially with your other ability where you can create an object, anyone mm -hmm. that you can imagine, as long as it's large or smaller. And then you can animate it and have it attack for you. That's... That's really, really cool. I can't wait to see you play with it. Oh, uh, also, C. Fail just said, man, I can't believe Dion hasn't played D&D before this. He's rolling like a vet. <laughs> it's, true. it's true. Thank you, Fail. Much love. <laughs> I didn't get a whole lot. I, uh, I swapped out a spell. I now have Chromatic Orb, which is going to be awesome because I'm going to be able to do like 8d8 of damage. The cool thing for me is I now increased my movement speed to 40, and I have equivalent movement speed for climbing and swimming. So I can swim and climb at the same rate that I can walk or run. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's actually really handy. Like, 
Climbing and swimming speeds can be ridiculously useful. And the fact that you just get, now you have three, you just have three different movement types now. So the only thing you can't do yet is fly, but I'm sure you'll eventually figure out how to do that. Sure. <laughs> yeah, and then and then you know like extra damage on a, some of my abilities and spells and things like that. Nice. I'm I'm actually really curious how you can do eight d eight damage with chromatic orb. Well, you do three d eight damage at level one, and it, oh, I I misread it. I misread it. Sorry. I thought it was character level. Oh, so oh, I see. I can do forty eight damage. But you probably could combine that with some of your ranger abilities, though, right? Like, I know there's one where, like, yeah. you can make an attack and it does extra damage and it's force damage and all that. So, but the, the yeah, cool since thing it's about, a ranged attack. Exactly. But the coolest thing about Chromatic Orb is that you get to choose what damage type it deals every time you cast it. So, if you know that something is vulnerable or weak to a certain energy type, then you can, you know, just have your Chromatic Orb deal that type of damage. It's really, Absolutely. really handy. And finally to Bobby, what do you got? I've got two new infusions. I've got Boots of the Winding Path. I enchant a pair of boots, which allows whoever's wearing the boots to teleport up to 15 feet as a bonus action to an unoccupied space that the creature can see. The creature must have occupied that space at some point during the current turn. Yeah, which is so good. It's like you run up, hit a guy, Bonus action, teleport 15 feet back. Yeah. And and then all of a sudden, switch places. Everybody, change places! So, like, imagine <laughs> if I do that, give someone disadvantage on their next attack unless they're attacking me, and I'm 15 feet away. Yeah. So then if they're already engaged, they're going to have to, you know, get an attack of opportunity if they want to attack me. Yeah, it's, it's pretty great. And I will tell you, man, that's going to combine incredibly well with Booming Blade, which is a cantrip that you have. Yes. Which, if, if, if you hit them with Booming Blade, then in the next turn that they have, if they don't move, they don't take any damage. But if they do move, they take a whole bunch of extra damage. And so if you run up and hit them with that and then teleport away and there's nobody that they can attack, they're forced to either waste their turn or move and then take a bunch of damage. And take, yeah, thunder damage. Yeah, it's pretty great. <laughs> oh, God, that's going to be good. And then my other infusion is Radiant Weapon, which I feel like, you know, is appropriate for my character. You get a plus one bonus to attack and damage rolls. The wielder can take a bonus action to cause it to shed bright light in a 30-foot radius or dim light for an additional 30 feet. And then you can extinguish it as a bonus action. It has four charges. As a reaction immediately after being hit by an attack, you can expend a charge and cause the attacker to be blinded until the end of the attacker's next turn. Oh, cool. Yeah. And then I added one more spell to my spells that, I ne that I've got prepared, and it's web. Oh, okay. Um, Web's nice. Conjure a mass of thick, sticky webbing at the point of your choice within range, which I feel like could be combined well with Kozlo's thorny glade or whatever the hell it is that he uses. Nice. I thought it meant you could get on the internet. Kozlo's <laughs> <laughs> yes. uh, thorny mess? Is that what we're calling yes, it? Yes, Kozlo's thorny mess. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> so, let's see here. Yeah. Okay. Everybody level up. Get your health up to max. Everybody's oh, yeah. full hit dice. Spell slots. Groovy. Coslo, 
your hit points are still at 30 right now. Your maximum has gone up, but your hit points are still okay. at 30. Yeah. And um, the reason is the big the big problem that you're having right now is you just can't heal no matter what while yeah. you have Mummy Rod on. Yep. So that is a bummer. Yeah, no worries, man. I, I get it. Uh, so, so the thing is, I still should have. You know, obviously, I'm gonna lose. I'm gonna lose off the hit point max every day. Yeah. Um, but I <clears throat> should have some time. Yeah. In fact, uh, your your hit point maximum hasn't been reduced yet. It actually only starts going down after 24 hours. Okay. So your hit point max is still whatever it would be normally. Right. And if I'm going to go into combat, I'm probably going to have to start thinking seriously, like wild shape is the only way that I can do it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I'd like to thank our Patreon supporters. Yes. Like Heck yeah. So I want to thank our current Patreon supporters, Alex Schumerhorn, Cheesemaster007, Chris Fail, Danny Bell, GBS Trek, Great White Spark, HD Burke, Jerry Vite, John Mangrum, Joseph Doherty, Matthew Karras, Mongoose, Random Guy, Sean Henry, Tony LeBlanc, Ooglaset, and Valentine Crowley. Those are our current Patreon supporters. And, you know, Patreon supporters kind of come and go, you know, as we all do. And so thank you to everyone who has ever been a Patreon supporter. You guys are great. Yeah, thank you guys so much. And obviously, thanks for sticking with us all these times. Uh, if anyone's curious how they can support on Patreon, it's patreon.com slash rated RPG. That's it. All right. Well, let's get back to it, guys. You rest up. Most of you feel better. Coslo, you still feel, you know, the effects of the mummy rot. It hasn't been 24 hours yet, so you don't have to worry about your maximum hit point being reduced by the mummy rot. But despite that, you're feeling you're feeling really good because you know that you did a good thing. You, you did a little bit of self-sacrifice, which is... One of the main tenets of Torm. You could have used the scroll to heal yourself. Instead, you saved your friend. So hopefully that is one of those things that will pay you dividends way further down in the future. I'm not in it for the dividends. I'm in it because, you know. <laughs> or you could just fucking die because of it. So, you know, we'll yeah, see. You, know, <laughs> you guys wake up and you you eat your breakfast. They're, they they manage to actually scrounge together a bit of food and they offer it to you. They promise it's not made of people or demons. This must have come up before. Weird qualifier, guys, but... <laughs> <laughs> it's made of corn that that druid slaved like a year to make, apparently. But, but you uh, guys, my shield would love to eat people, so if you have any that you want to feed it. We're going to have to have a got talk. got some extra but... people, just... <laughs> All right, so you guys travel down into the hidden passageway that leads to the graveyard. Now, you, uh, before you head out, the kindly accolade of Torm here, she explains to you that Alder Ravenguard and his group of soldiers had set out not only to investigate the undead that have been kind of spewing out of these graveyards, but that he apparently was aware that there was an artifact, a powerful artifact that is linked to Torm directly, and that he was hoping to recover it and bring it back and perhaps use it to help free Elturel from the situation that it's in. And she tells you that this artifact is called the 
Don't want to mess it up. The Helm of Torm's Sight. Yes. Supposedly, the Helm of Torm's Sight is a direct link to Torm himself. And uh, people who wear the helm have been able to communicate directly with the deity. So Ravenguard is hoping that he can talk to Torm and figure out a way out of this mess. But he hasn't returned, and they're beginning to fear that he and his group may, may be dead. Any other questions before you guys head out? I don't think so. Well, then let's move on to the Grand Cemetery. Let me just move you guys back over to the entrance. To the cemetery gates, yes, as it were? the cemetery gates. All right, is what's your maximum hit points right right now, Dion? Because it's showing you at twenty three is your max hit points. Is that accurate? Twenty seven is what it should be now. Okay. All right. So you guys make your way to the cemetery, and I'll read a little bit of uh, fun text for you once you get there. Yeah, fun text. Yeah, you like Ooh. the fun text. The fun text. Here comes the fun text. The 10-foot-high brass fence that once surrounded El Torel Cemetery has fallen in numerous places, and a wide gate allowing access to the grounds has been torn from its hinges. Severed humanoid body parts adorn the spikes atop the fence posts. Some of the body parts wriggle and writhe as if undead, twitching in concert with the lightning flashes of the companion. The companion, of course, being the, like, black hole of evil energy that is hovering above the city uh, that used to be basically like a miniature sun but has now been corrupted. Cracked gravestones and crumbling monuments are scattered across the cemetery grounds whose center is occupied by a chapel dedicated to Lathander, Torm, Helm, and Tyr. That once holy structure now glows with a fetid purple radiance. As you guys walk into the gate, as you can probably see on the map, there are several piles of bones laying in front of the chapel. And as you walk through the gates, these bones begin to assemble themselves into walking amalgams of horrible death. That was a really poor way of putting it. Basically, big ass skeletons attack you. Roll initiative. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. I'm. Re- oh god. Remove clear. Ooh. Three. I did good. Oh my god. All right. Horrifying. What an awful thing. It's that. Yeah. Sh- it's the time to roll though. It's time to. It's the time to roll bad right now. Well, you yeah. get to see what everybody's gonna do Not first. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to watch, see if you guys all run away, or if you actually decide to fight this time. <laughs> I know what Race is going to do, because he's got courage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no brains, but I got courage for days. <laughs> Coslo, you got A's. Hey, you guys, we just got a new patron. Squidlips hey. just joined. Squidlips! Hey. What's up? Thanks, Squidlips. Hey. Squidlips! Squidlips, that's that's my favorite right there. Squidlips. That's a great name. Oh, right, dude. You rolled a really good, you rolled a 22 race. Yeah, I did. There you go. Good job. All right, now time for the the skeletons. When do they get a roll? 
Throw it away, Skelly. Ones all around. Oh, first let, let me make sure that their roles are being shown to all you guys. Never around. whisper roles, <laughs> goddammit. A round of ones for all my friends. <laughs> Damn. All right. They, they got a four. So <laughs> nice. Yeah. Ooh, love get to, to go see before it. I do. Okay. So race, you're up first. Okay. What I'm going to do, uh, it feels so good to be alive and not almost dead. I'm going to use performance of creation. And for my first thing I'm creating out of the ether, I'm going to say, arise chicken. And I make a large chicken made out of slate, if that's okay. A large chicken made out of slate. <laughs> yes. Yeah, of course, man. That's perfect. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. What token can I use as a chicken? Uh, what are those things called? Those like, oh, cockatrice. A cockatrice, yeah. yeah. Ooh. There we go. And it's a large cockatrice. <laughs> All right. I will I'll give you control of this token. Controlled by... I don't know. Arise cockatrice doesn't have the same ring to it. <laughs> Arise cock! Arise cock. Well, I mean, that's, that's something else. I don't know. Yeah. I'm going to... I miss Arise chicken. <laughs> <laughs> all right you should, so you should name him joe joe cockatrice <laughs> Ooh, that's a good that's funny that's really good it's like it's what like so funny you that do? you have to say it's funny but you don't laugh at it that's it's that kind of that, that's a comedian laughter right there man it's like oh that's good i wish i would have said that <laughs> so you create this slate statue of a cockatrice with a nice little slate saddle for you to get on do you jump on oh, it? Yeah. Oh, I'm getting down on it, baby. Heck yeah. All right. So Race runs over and hops onto his statue. You guys have never seen him do this before. You don't know what the hell he's doing. You think <laughs> you think maybe the mummy rot is still affecting his brain or something. But he begins riding I, this statue of a chicken. Can I just say, we need some sort of fan art regarding this situation right now that's happening. <laughs> Race is riding a chicken. <laughs> In the battle. Your turn. Okay. <clears throat> so, 5, 10, 15, 20, 20, 20. This will be 35 feet. I'm running up. Uh -huh. I got my staff. Bam, I'm turning that into my shillelagh. Uh-huh. And I'm going to lay into this thing. Okay. Ooh. Wait, you're running up there? Shouldn't you run up, like... Where you can't be triple teamed? Oh, I'm not gonna stay there. <laughs> oh. Okay, good. <laughs> All right, so bonus action, Shillelagh, your staff. Then standard action, swing it, getting a 20 to hit. This connects with this skeleton and Ooh. it smashes its brittle bones really effectively. It is vulnerable to bludgeoning damage, so you actually deal double damage, so 10 damage. Ouch. All right. So that's my first attack. Yes. And then I'm going to spend a key point. Uh-huh. Actually, I'm no, I'm not going to spend a key point quite yet. I'm going to Yeah, I'm going to spend a key point and well, I already used my bonus action, didn't I? You did. Okay. So Oh shit. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to 
<laughs> I'm just gonna hang out here. Alright. <laughs> Why do I not have a club jack? I must have missed club jack. What did you roll, Brad? Ten? Okay. You're gonna be going next. Let me just get you in. I yell back to him. They're susceptible to bludgeoning damage. Yeah, unfortunately, I don't think I own a, a bludgeoning weapon. Oh, you haven't lived. I do. I am carrying around a portable <laughs> ram. <laughs> a portable, portable ram. ram. <laughs> yes, what? I am. I mean, I would let you use that as a well, what are they called? Improvised improvised weapon, weapon that would deal bludgeoning damage. But you get the feeling that you might still be more effective with your regular attacks than, than yes. that. But it is your turn, so go for it. By the way, these, these skeletons, they aren't just like normal, like large skeletons. They have giant jutting out horns, like bull horns, and they're wielding great axes in their massive bony fists. Wow. Okay. Costa's looking pretty uh, small compared to these guys. I'm actually going to go with Bardrum's Bite, I think. Okay. Kozlo's also looking like someone who can't heal damage. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Okay, so here we go. Meow, meow. I don't know if you guys can hear my cat. She's in no. Sometimes. Sometimes. Dion, you have a cat, don't you? I do. Uh, he was just meowing for a second himself. Maybe it's just D&D &D gets the cats hot. <laughs> <laughs> Great way to put a uh, good picture of what Dion's chicken looks like in the chat that link well, let me check it. this out a nice looking chicken <laughs> oh yes yeah. <laughs> that is fantastic <laughs> hey, old chicken awesome all right so you charge forward with your gleaming magical longsword and bring it down with your first attack are you doing any doing your uh, bonus action like Anything with your bonus action before you make this attack? I know you have a lot of options. I will do my Hunter's Mark. <laughs> All right. Hunter's Mark, as you run up, then you swing and you hit 22. That's definitely going to be a hit for nine slashing. Why don't you go and roll the D6 for your Hunter's Mark? And an extra one point, so 10 points of damage. All right. Second attack? Same thing. Everybody in chat's making a good point. Uh, Dion is riding a huge cock right now. <laughs> Just a regular Saturday, guys. I don't know what the fuss is about. <laughs> All right. Technically, guys, it's not a huge cock. It's only a large cock. Okay, fine. It's it's true. I don't get a huge cock until it's level 14. <laughs> but it's a cock dominatrix. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, big God. All right. So that's a song right there. A 14 a does song. hit. This thing doesn't seem to have much in the way of defense. And you do 16 points of damage this time. All right. So between the two of you guys, you have managed to break this thing's bones apart pretty well. You, you think that maybe another round of attacks like this, you might bring this one down. But it is still up. Doing anything else with your turn, buddy? No. Okie dokie. Next up is the skeletons. All right. Ooh, the baddies. So we're just going to start with the one that is in already already in melee with you guys. Glubjack, you did way more damage than Koslo, so it is going to swing its great axe at you. Bring it on. Bam. 18 to hit. 
That would be a hit. All right. So it brings a massive, massive great axe down on you, and you just can't dodge out of the way. It's just such a, a such a huge swing from this thing, and it, it strikes you dead on for 19 points of slashing damage. Coslo, you look at that impact, Yikes. and you suddenly feel really scared as the second skeleton looks in your direction and charges at you. No, 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 no. <laughs> 25, 30. Okay, charged all the way up there, and it is... This was a poor choice for me to engage in this fashion. Uh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> it can move 40 feet, so it's actually going to go all the way Why over not? there. Yeah, go farther. Yeah, no. Okay, if it moves at least 10 feet straight forward towards the target, it did, and then hits with a gore attack. Oh, oh okay. All right, so here comes... I invented the internet. <laughs> Here's an Al Gore attack coming at ya. Ooh! Oh, nice. That is a big old miss. Lucky nice. you. Yeah, baby. So lucky. All right. And then the last one will... There's another. Yeah. It's the reach. Only five feet? Yeah, okay. So this one really can only charge Coslo again. So let's see. Yeah, it can definitely get yep. there. That's 35 feet. So, here it comes. Charging right up, and it lowers its head, and it points its bullhorns right at you, and... Ooh. 24 to hit for 16 piercing damage. Ow, my rib. Plus, it deals an extra 2d8 piercing damage, because it moved more than 10 feet, so I'll roll that. And you have to make a strength saving throw. All right, so we're looking at 21 damage, right? T1 damage, yep. Okay. And a strength save, por favor. Okay. Uh, do the strength save here quick first. Okay, that is a pass. It tries to, like, trample you and knock you over to the ground, but you are able to resist it. Okay, next up is Da Bobby. I'm just gonna run away. <laughs> Seize <laughs> <Jeez> it! <laughs> um, okay. I want to take the heat off of Kozlo here, so I had a question about the shield. Yes. Do the charges that it has, are they just once, or are oh, they, no. like, daily? They come back. Let me just make sure I have it exactly right. They definitely come back. Uh, they come back at dawn every day, all of them. Oh, wow. Oh, my. Okay, what is the can force enemies to flee thing? So that's not something that you can choose to do. That's something the, the shield, that uh, it can do. only it can choose to do. Okay. I'm not going to worry about that. I'm going to have to try to get, like, right here, it looks like. Or maybe even, like, right. No, I think right here is better. Yeah, you can get, you can get into that square. Definitely. Sweet. Okay. One wrench attack per skeleton, probably. Okay. Depends on if I hit the first one. Let's try this. Which one are you swinging at first? Any of them been damaged? Not that you can reach, no. Right. I will go... I'll go with the, uh, the one that's by behind, above me, so to speak. The red one has been damaged, the one that I marked with the little red dot. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Ooh, dang! Wow. All right, then. 
Have cool. a roll. Start things off nicely. Yeah. Okay, damn. All right, so that is a total of 10 thunder damage, and you surround this skeleton with a little bit of energy that uh, sort of forces it, like, magnetically attracts it to you, which gives it disadvantage on attack rolls against everything but you. Which is yeah. Nice. Little bitch. And that then I'm going to attack the other one. Okay. Come on, baby. Oop. A 12 is a hit. Yeah. And it's so bludgeony because it's wrench. <laughs> no, it's thunder damage. Oh, well, come on. That's kind of bludgeony. <laughs> no, it's not, unfortunately. Right, fine. So, yeah, that's I, I smacked them both, and now they got to focus on me, uh, to, otherwise to the detriment, giving myself uh, six temporary hit points with my bonus action, and that will conclude my exciting turn. Excellent. Oh, you gained some hit points. That must be very nice for you. <laughs> you should try it sometime. I got a shield here who can help you out with that. No. <sighs> I right. say as I, as I pound the skeletons with my wrench. Enjoyable turn to Bobby. Enjoyable That's my turn. turn. That's every turn for me. Race, your turn. Oh, I really want to animate this chicken, but first I'm going to cast... <laughs> Fairy fire on the like twenty foot cube that would hit all three of those jerks. So fairy fire, you hate us? Well, there no. Well, you could hit all of them, but it would hit all your friends as well. Oh, not me, amigos! All right, fuck that chicken. Come to life, you sexy bitch. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so those of you who, you know, look back at race as he yells out that crazy thing you see the statue that he's riding on just begin to move and it lets out this shrill like which echoes across the whole graveyard uh, and then it and literally lifts its wing <laughs> it lifts its wings and begins to flap them and you guys know there's no way that that could let it fly it's far too heavy and ridiculous but it floats up into the air anyways so such a good boy. I wish I wish that, I wish the race would say, My cock is alive. Ooh, the night is still young. It's and with my bonus action, because I have to command it. I am going to have it fly towards the center of the skeletons around my pals. Okay. And you're you're gonna want it to attack, I'm assuming. Oh uh, yes, indeed I am. Alright. Groovy. So this thing has its own stat block, and it goes right after you in initiative. So, is your turn over? Yeah, you used a bonus action. Yep, that's... Yes, sir. Are you intending on inspiring somebody? Because you can do that as part of the same action to command it. Oh! Oh, heck yeah. Then um, we're going to inspire Kozlo, because he's in trouble, and I'm nervous for him. All right. On the live. <laughs> Inspiration die for Kozlo. Bow! Just added it. Um, and da, da, da. it needs a plus eight to hit. It says it's got a reach of five feet. Can you move the uh, cock, Emery? <laughs> I will move the cock. I just need to pull the. You gotta pull it out first. Yeah, <laughs> I want the stats of this thing. Um, <laughs> you guys were just playing D and D. What were you thinking? <laughs> it has a fly speed of thirty feet, so I will fly it over five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five, and get right there with you riding mm -hmm. on it. Then it can go ahead and make a force-empowered slam attack, which yes! is 
your spell attack modifier to hit. Okay. So, do you need me to roll that? It for says you? plus eight in D and D Beyond. Actually, sure. let me see. Let me see. All right, here we go. Nice. All right. Ah! That is definitely a hit. That's a twelve on the die plus eight for a twenty. And then it deals 1d10 plus your proficiency bonus force damage. So that's a d10 plus 3. Mm. Uh, uh, uh. Oh, sorry. I just realized I have to roll a d10. Here we go! Slap that! Oh, come uh. on, chicken! Oh. Come on! All right, well. Oops. Yeah, Take it, but... He's only been alive for six seconds. Give him a break. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> What's on Taskmaster? <laughs> so the massive cock pecks its tip. <laughs> Into the the bone bony skeleton, and just breaks, just shatters like three of its ribs with that peck. So nice job. All right, then the other thing that this does is it slows all the enemies within ten feet of it, and it increases the speed of all your allies within ten feet of it. Yep. Ooh, yeah. Increases the Heck walking yeah. speed by ten feet. So what is what is this ability you're using? It's the one I got at level six, animating performance. I believe it's the official title. Nice. It's really important to note that these abilities are very clear on this. Not only is the giant chicken animate and moving around and attacking things, but it's also dancing while it does it. And <laughs> it's creating music, like faint music that's coming out of it. And everything within 10 feet of it also begins to dance. But <laughs> allies, they start moving faster as they're dancing, and enemies start moving slower as they're doing like the robot when they're dancing. Are we doing the little <laughs> funky chicken? So wait, this thing's improving our performance. It's like one of those like spam emails come to life. You know the Viagra ones. <laughs> yep. Oh my god, you should create like a dildo and then animate the dildo. Oh my god. Ride it like a missile. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just talking about for fun times at home. I'm not talking about for adventuring. Oh. <laughs> you get a 3D printer for that, dude. Oh. oh, well, next time, yeah, next time Race gets in the sack with someone, he's going to have a new, uh, you know, exciting toy for that. Oh, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, anyways, Kosla's over here like, guys, I'm fucking dying over here. What are you doing? Oh, Making jokes. Hello. <laughs> All right. Next up is Coslo. Speak of the devil. All right. I'm going to attack this one here that's injured badly. Sure. I'm going to attack it with my shalele. Shalele. Ooh. Oh, damn. 11 is just a miss. Okay. And then I'm going to use a key point to disengage. Okay. And scoot the shit out of there. <laughs> All right, and scoot that shit. 15, 20, 25, 30, <laughs> 5, 40, 45. There we go. All right. From where you are right now, you can actually see sort of into this, what is it? This, like, uh, giant mausoleum. mausoleum, yeah. There were stained glass windows and you can see that you can see through them, it's because most of these stained glass windows are pretty well shattered. You think you can climb through them pretty easily without hurting yourself if, you, if you're careful, but if some, something were to force you through those windows quickly, you feel like that could be pretty darn painful because you'd okay. slash yourself pretty hard. Well, I'm not gonna let anything do that to me, I guess. 
strange thing to say to me, but <laughs> I'm sure it doesn't matter. It never will matter at any point in the future. Oh, sure. You know, because I've never used Thorn Whip to do that to people before. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, so that was your action, your bonus action, your move. So we're going to move on to Glubjeg. Tell me about these pillars here. What like what's at the top of them? So these pillars are are holding up a you know like what an alcove like a roof above them. But the pillar the pillars now that you're sort of looking at them a little more closely, you can tell that they are they have carvings of people on them. Each pillar has the carving of a different person. In the sort of heat of combat, you're not really able to to tell who exactly they are, but you think that maybe if you were to get a little bit closer and, and spend a little time looking at them, you might be able to figure out who these people are. Can I tell if they make good handholds? Yeah, well, you have a you have a climb speed, so it literally doesn't matter. You can climb up sheer surfaces. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You're like one of, awesome. like one of those goats. <laughs> yeah, I am. Okay, so I'm gonna drop Bardrum's bite. And I'm going to stop concentrating on Hunter's Mark. Oh. And I'm going to cast Zephyr Strike. Okay. Which, while I'm concentrating it, doesn't allow attacks of opportunity on me. Okay. And then I'm going to head over here and climb up to the roof. Okay, Zephyr Strike. I'm just, I just want to double check that the spell always does the not provoking thing. Because it's a new spell for me. So. Wait, you took sure. that one skeleton down to half health with one hit. And he took me down to half health with uh, one hit. You're that's right. what the problem is. For okay. the duration, your movement doesn't provoke opportunity attacks. Okay. So, yeah, you just rush out of there, dodging easily underneath their massive great axe swings. And you just hop up onto one of these pillars and begin climbing up to the roof. Let me just measure this out. So you were 15 feet with to With Zephyr there. Strike, I have a movement of 80. 80? Wow. No, I'm sorry, 90, maybe. Because of the bonus, the chicken so, improvement? It says, once before the spell ends, you can give yourself advantage, yada, yada, yada. But whether you hit or miss, your walking speed increases by 30 feet until the end of that turn. So if, if you want to get the extra movement from Zephyr Strike, you are going to need to expend it. But Oh, yeah, maybe I don't have to. You probably don't have to because... Feet from chicken. What's your normal mm -hmm. movement speed? 35, right? Now it's 40. 40, and then plus 10 from the dancing chicken. So 50 feet of movement speed, and you were starting there. So it's only 15 to get up to the pillar, another 15 feet to climb, and then you can easily get onto the roof with the extra movement that you have. Great. Nice. I don't know how effective this is going to be against them, but I'm switching over to Kuragul. Okay. As you're moving, you definitely grab your bow off of your back and ready an arrow, and you can actually fire this turn, right? Because, oh, wait. Yeah, you bonus action Zephyr Strike. Yeah, Zephyr Strike. strike. I can fire twice. Go for it then, man. Damn, that's an action. Okay, so your your first shot goes wild, probably because of all the stuff you're doing, and it misses. All right. But your second shot. But your second shot. My second shot. Big hit. Oh, oh that's my that's God. Ones. Okay, bum, not bum, firing bum. around. Oh, yeah. You, you slip on a big pile of bird shit on the roof. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. All right, well, at least you're out of harm's way, so that's nice. Okay, skeleton time. All right, so. Skeleton time. This is going to be, this is easy. So the two who, Dababi, you smacked, you smacked up pretty good. They have a lot of reasons to want to attack you. First of all, you're fleshy and living, unlike this dancing 
slab of granite that's <laughs> next to them. And all skeletons hate living things, so they will always prioritize attacking living things over inanimate objects. So they both swing their great axes at you. So great axe number one. That's right. Show me priority. 18 to hit. Nope. 23. Oh, damn. Great axe That's number two. 22 to hit? Nope, 23. Damn it! <laughs> Such a beast! What a man he is! So oh, freaking but same thing. <laughs> man, alright, well, that, that last attack, actually, you just barely bring your shield up in time, and you are hit with such force that you can't help but believe that if you didn't have this amazing shield here, that definitely would have hit you. And you hear Gargoth whisper into your mind, You're welcome. <laughs> now, the third Minotaur skeleton is unable to reach you, so it is going to swing at Race, who is riding on this massive cock. It uh, meows fiercely as it attacks. Now, I'm trying to remember, do you have any <laughs> bonuses for riding stuff? I'm going to look up mounted combat. No, I'm sure I don't. Controlling mount, yeah, you don't have to worry about that. It moves... Yeah, you don't have any benefits while riding a mount. I think there might be a feat that you can take that might help you, but not naturally. So here goes. Great axe coming in. Race. Uh-oh. Don't kill him again. Nah, I won't kill him. It's not like I'm going to roll a crit and instantly take him out. In his last hit. words. Oh, the it sure is taking its time. Yeah, it is. Also, hey. Hey. Nine. There we go. A Get nine. Get out of here. Get out of here. Damn. All right. <laughs> Well, that was a turn full of whiffs from the baddies. To Bobby, your turn. Excellent. Uh, let's see here. I wonder if I should use Booming Blade. Well, I'm afraid he'll... Well, but if he does attack race, it would be disadvantage. We'll just shut that down next time, so... Yeah, I think I'm just going to try to do... This. I'm going to do the same thing I did last time and kind of keep them both at bay so that the other two guys can get their shit together and help us out here. All right. So the one next to race, I will attack first. The one to your north? Yeah, to my north. Okay. Or actually, I could move in next to the third, that other guy, couldn't I? But, yeah. Oh, he's, and he's halfway down. Ah, oh, bugger. Wait. Surely Brad will be able to take that guy out. Okay, fuck it. North. Okay. I have to believe in my companion's abilities. There we go. Damn, that is a hit for 10 thunder damage. All right, and the guy to my south. Okay. All right. Ooh, nice hit for 14 thunder damage. You continue to taunt and force these skeletons to attack you. Anything else? Yeah, that's what I do. You know, I will just move here because then maybe the other guy will try to attack me. Sure. Race, your turn. I want to use fairy fire on the two, like, right past where um, the Bobby is. I'm going to cast fairy. A furry? Furry? Okay. Whatever. Yep. Very fire. Furry fire is a different furry. spell. You gotta go to a con for that, but... <laughs> yeah. Alright, so fairy fire. Race, what instrument do you play, typically? I've been using those pipes, so I'm gonna keep using them. Okay. Doo, 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 doo. <laughs> <laughs> so he plays the doo, 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 doo song, and a bunch of sparkling dust just sort of, like, appears above the, the heads of these skeletons. And suddenly, just like light starts crackling and uh, sort of forming around these skeletons. 
They try to dodge out of the way. Let's see. I think they get a, a dexterity saving throw, right? Yes, sir. All right, so the first one gets a 14. Something passes, how would I check? So you need to look at your spell save DC. Your spell save DC is equal to eight, plus your proficiency bonus. Oh, it is, yeah. Plus your dex, or your charisma bonus. Oh, so yeah, my charisma is plus eight, spell attack is plus eight, and then it's three for proficiency. So oh, eight hit. plus four plus three is 15, and so spell save 15. So it has failed with that 14. Both of them failed. Nice. Oh, yeah. And then with my bonus, I'm going to tell the chicken to attack the same one that it slapped up already. As well as give a bardic inspiration to the bot. All right, nice, okay. nice, nice. Then your cock will slap the skeleton. So go ahead and roll a d20, but roll it twice because you have advantage. Oh, a double cock slap! All right, so you got an 18 on the die plus eight. That is definitely a hit. Roll d10. Come on, come on, give me something good. Thirteen! Oh! Thirteen! Nice. Let's go! Nice. Big chicken energy! So this one is also below half now. You can see that skeleton's being to fall nice. apart. And Koslo, it's your turn. Alright! <clears throat> I'm going to cast Frostbite. Okay. This is a cantrip, but I'm going to cast it on this one here. Sure. Alright, con save for that skeleton. Here we go. We got a... Did I... Did I roll it? There we go. Five. That is there a fail. All right. So now it takes nine cold damage. Uh huh. And then it has disadvantage on its next weapon attack before the end of its next turn. Sweet. Solid. Solid. That means they all have disadvantage, basically. At this yeah, point. they all have disadvantage on their attack rolls. That's yeah, great. Buddy. <laughs> um, you know, you have inspiration from race. You can choose to add it to this damage roll because that's a new thing. You can choose to spend inspiration to add to spell attack or spell damage rolls. Let's really? Do yep. Mm. It's two D6s, I believe, now. But no, I'll I, double check. I think it's a D8, pretty sure. D8? Uh, you're right. It went from a D6 to a D8. That's why I'm a DM. I'm going to shut the hell up. Damn! Oh. Yes, sir, Jason. Ouch. All right, that one's, that one's getting pretty weak. Anything else, Coslo? I'm going to step right here. Okay. So that I can't be accosted through the window, maybe. Smart move. <laughs> Glubjag, your turn. So we have two really injured ones, and what about the third one? So the third one has taken some damage, but it's, it doesn't seem as, as messed up as the other two. All right, I'll go the one closest to me. Okay. Oh, I, I put these little symbols next to the two on the right because they are the ones who are affected by fairy fire gives advantage on attack rolls against them. Got it. Okay. Well, maybe I should do that then. All right. I'll go. I'll hit the one on the other side of the cock. <laughs> the other side of the cock. All right. Okay. So the first shot, you get a 13, which isn't a great roll, but it is enough. 10 points of piercing damage. Now, I'm sure you're a little bit worried because they're skeletons and you're hitting them with piercing. Are they... Are they like resistant to it? Are they immune to it? No. Thankfully, the guys who wrote Fifth Edition didn't think that skeletons needed to be that tough. So you do normal, okay. normal damage. All right then. 
And the second attack, 23 to hit for another seven piercing. This guy is also looking very close to death. Yeah. Excellent. And then uh, I'm going to stay where I am. Okay. All right. My turn. Time to have some fun. A lot of uh -oh. disadvantage attacks. They are all swinging at Bobby, who is becoming quite a nuisance. Let's just, let's get lucky. Come on. Great axe number one. I'm not enjoyable for skeletons. Mm, nope. Nope. Not even close. Aha. Great try axe. harder, stupid. <laughs> oh! Oh, yeah! Like that. That's how you do it. <laughs> Put some effort into it, why don't you? Like your friend. <laughs> you, you dared it to happen, and it did. <laughs> All right, well, I know you got some temporary hit points, so that's going to absorb some of it, but 17 total slashing damage. <sighs> and then the third one. Natural one. Not going to do it. There we go. Well, I'm still proud of myself for even hitting once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. I'll, I'll beat the odds for sure. Yeah. All right, Bobby, your turn. All right. How many temp hit points do you have, by the way? I usually have six. S oh, right. It's equal to your level, right? Yeah. So you're taking 11 points of damage. Yeah, I took 11 points. So I'm going to try to finish. So like the two guys that have fairy fire going on, did they make another save to see if they still have disadvantage? Fairy fire, I think they just have, you just have advantage on them until race stops concentrating on the spell. Oh, they, don't, they don't get extra saves. Okay. No. All right, cool. I'm going to try to finish off this guy to the north. Okay. Cool. Here we go. Finish you off, bitch. No! That's right. 14 That's all I need. That's 11 points. No, that is not all you need. He's still alive. Okay, fine. This is all I need. Yeah. Yes, that is correct. That was all you needed. You kill one of them. It collapses to a pile of bones and a curiously newish looking great axe. Uh, that's the thing, like these, these skeletons, they don't appear to be really ancient, old, long-buried skeletons of minotaurs. They actually appear to be really recent. You can still see blood and even little bits of flesh still attached to some of the bones. And the great axes look like they were, have, you know, were just created not that long ago. Fresh weapons. Strange. Yeah. I smell a necromancer. <laughs> uh, I can only do tamp hit points three times a day. Is that what they nerfed me to? Yes. Yes, I think so. Well, I might as well take another six. Okay. Keep them for a while, right? Like yeah, they're much until they go away. They're permanent, basically. Yeah, until yeah. they go cool. away uh, because they get removed. Okay, um, me done. Race your turn, buddy. Okay, so <clears throat> it's been a while, but which one of these two guys is more injured, or are they about the same? No, the one that is directly beneath you and to Debobby's left is the okay. most injured. I'm going to give him an old-fashioned, hey, yo, bitch, look at you. First off, you must have recently died. That axe is way too clean. How did you get murdered in hell? That's like going to heaven and getting a hand job. You're already in heaven. Why would you get more heaven? You suck ass. Oh. Damn. Black classic. Yeah, man. I'm, I would be shocked if that didn't work. And it worked. <laughs> the skeleton takes that to that heart. Six damage. <laughs> Six points, nice. And now it has disadvantage on its next attack roll as well. 
So, nice job. Oh, good for it. That bump. And then chicken kick ass. You know what to do. <laughs> the one directly ahead of you. Groovy. And that's a D20. Yup. Three. Kicking. We talked about this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, this time the, uh, the beak uh, just kind of like goes into its mouth and you realize that the chicken just saw a little strip of flesh that probably used to be this thing's tongue and it like grabbed it and ripped it out of its mouth and is now chewing on the tongue didn't actually do any damage to the skeleton well, can you just... <laughs> we'll get it next time buddy <laughs> yeah. uh coslo he thought it was corn all right i'm gonna i had pretty good success with it before so frostbite on this one here okay con save he gets a yep. 18. Ooh. He saves. Yep. No damage. The ice appears on its bones, and it just sort of shakes violently, and the ice just falls off harmlessly. Anything else, Costello? No. I'm just going to... I'm actually going to move right here so that I have a little bit more cover from maybe anything inside the building. Uh, you're really worried about stuff inside that building. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, you know, I've got nine hit points, so yeah. Glovejag, your turn. Okay, sticking with the Kurigul plan. I'm the closest one. Okay. That one's teetering on the brink of death. Twelve to hit. That's all you need. Six piercing. But it's Take that, hamburger face. Alright, I'm gonna use nice I'm gonna one. use my extra ability with Zephyr Strike this turn. Sure. With at advantage and the plus damage. Okay. Bam. Oh yeah, that's more than enough. This final arrow that you knock, it, it pierces the thing's skull. And you see the sort of uh, purpley light that was sort of coming out of its eye sockets. The moment that arrow penetrates the skull and shoots out the other side, the light is instantly gone, and the bones all crumble to the ground. Yeah! Mm. Now, assuming assuming that Dababi is going to be able to handle this last guy, I'm going to start searching on the roof. Okay. We'll get to that once your next turn comes up, because that's going to be an action to do a search. Da Bobby, your turn, buddy. Da Bobby and the will chicken will finish the job. I will start moving out onto the roof. Okay. Actually, it's it's not my turn. It's the uh, skeleton's turn. Skeleton oh, me. you're right. The skeletons, I accidentally, I always do this. I deleted the skeleton who was in the initiative, and then it removed him from initiative. So thanks for reminding me. I'll give you inspiration for that. Yay! <laughs> Yay! All right, Minotaur swings its great axe, doesn't have disadvantage. Let's go, boy. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Oh, oh. oh <laughs> dang! <laughs> Stupid. <sighs> if only I had advantage. All right, now it's your turn, to Bobby. Yes. <clears throat> Double thump. Double thump. Ooh. 24 points. <laughs> Ouch. Race, your turn. Hey, yo, skeleton bitch, guess what? I was nearly on the brink of death moments ago. Shit, moments ago. And look at you. You've already lost two of your pals. Guess what? It doesn't matter what I'm saying. You're past it. Kiss my ass. Me and my chicken's gonna attack you. Unfortunately, I rolled a natural 20. You realize that maybe because it doesn't have any lips anymore, it can't kiss your ass, and that's why. <laughs> the insult didn't yeah. win. Well, you gotta yeah. read the fine print, man. Yeah, oh. but you move your cock over to him and uh, begin to slap him with it. This Minotaur is well old. aware of his own limitations. <laughs> in, the, in the kissing department. Yeah. 
says it's rolling the dice. One day. It's thinking. One day it'll show up. Oh, I had Bardic Inspiration. Did hey. that do anything for my damage? You... You would have... to use it specifically? Yeah, you have, to, you have to say that you're using it after you've rolled a hit. And then... Just, I'll save just, it for next Yeah, turn. just keep it. So that is a hit, so roll your d10 for damage, Dion. Come on, come on, come on. Swap him! Hey, 12 wow. bad. Wow, nice. 12 force damage as the animated chicken slams into this skeleton. It is teetering on the edge. Coslo and Glovejeg, you're going to have a chance to bring it down before it gets another chance to kill someone. Yeah. So go for it, Coslo. All right, I'm going to try. You know what? I'm just going to run right up on it because oh. I got to be brave if I'm going to you know, make this all happen. Yeah. So, first strike with my shillelagh. 19 for four bludgeoning. That's actually eight points of damage, and it's dead. Oh, you need to use my special Monk of Torm abilities. Sorry, buddy, but... You guys dispatch the Minotaur Skeletons. Nice work. All right, so now I'm going to heal. Oh, sorry. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny because, like, remember when we were on break and, like, you were off in the bathroom? I started talking about you, and um, I was like, yeah, he's he, he's he's not going to be able to heal. So what he's going to have to do is just, I think he's going to have to do bear form, like, every fight that he gets in. Because he can't take any damage. Like, any damage he takes is terrible. And I was like, you know what? He would also, I think, be a fool to use his key points for anything other than dodge. Because that's going to be really helpful for him. And then the first thing you do is you run up, don't use a bear form, and then consider using your key point for extra attacks. <laughs> yeah. But he, he defies... He, you know what? Kozlo defies conventional wisdom. <laughs> sure. Yeah. And guess what? Still here, bitches. <laughs> Still here. Thank you for listening to Rated RPG Baldur's Gate Descent into Avernus. Subscribe to Rated RPG wherever you get your podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and elsewhere. Many thanks to all of our Patreon supporters. If you'd like to join them, the address is patreon.com slash rated RPG. Follow us on Twitter at Rated RPG Podcast. And for Rated RPG live streams, check out twitch.tv slash game society pimps on behalf of everyone at the gaming table thank you for listening to the rated rpg podcast